What up, everybody? It's the Build Different Podcast. Today we have a special guest. He's been around in the background, but he's uh, been always near and dear to our heart. He's helped us a lot. He's a, a phenomenal data scientist and just really brilliant guy overall. Love picking his brain and getting information from him and throwing problems at him, at him that he's always solving. So just wanted to do, introduce everybody to uh, Extropian data scientist, uh, Bhuvanesh. Uh, yeah. Hey, hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Ricky, for such a glad and welcoming intro. Yeah, it's, it's about time you got on here, man. It's been, uh, we've done like what, almost 30 episodes and this is your first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right time, right spot and right discussion we have, right? And you have the right person. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, we, um, we're talking about uh, AI today, you know, chat GPT, open AI, BARD, all of these different uh, AI technologies and, you know, every day you're hearing about a new company receiving funding um, for some new form of uh, artificial intelligence. So, you know, we just kind of want to go around and talk about, like, you know, the benefits, you know, there's some some scary uh, things that are going on with it. There's a lot of people that are against it, a lot of people that are for it. Um, you know, we'll start off with you, Bubin. That's like, uh, what what are your thoughts on on AI and you know, chat GPT and, and uh, what it's doing for uh, technology, even in your line of work? Sure. So, uh, so one thing is for sure, like these kind of AI technologies is not something new, uh, probably, but, but, but uh, you know, we have been using this for, for quite some time, but I would say like the level of details we get right now or like, the level of uh the complexity uh, you know of uh, prompts which these language models handle is obviously getting better but you know I, I don't know if you know this like long back we used to have a small uh you know microsoft plugin which which we used mm -hmm. to i don't know exactly what it is called so it used to help us in doing something you know we used to work and all of a sudden it pops out and then hey oh. how are you doing and something like that do you remember like a, a, yeah a, yeah it was yeah. like a, a paper clip right Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I, 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 I recently got to know something like that. Like Microsoft is again working on a product, something like that. You know, with with all these, uh, you know, GPT four and GPT five. So what I'm trying to say is like this is something which we already had. Uh, so with respect to machine learning or artificial intelligence or you know, if you if you if you rip off everything, if you see the bare skeleton, it's pretty much the statistics, you know, and mathematics behind it, which runs back. 1960s or 1950s yeah i see like at this point of time we started to you know apply those principles and with all the advancements of you know computing you know with, where we could train like billions of parameters out there and then we could come up with transformations transformation models which pretty much all gpt or bird or palm 2 which recently google announced so we are trying to explore its potential and i i see like we we are in this wave sailing i would say like we need to sail along with the wave you know instead of instead of you know being complained about that okay hey you know you this is stealing my job or or stuff like that but but trying to sail along with the wave and try to explore its potential uh definitely i think like we are in the good time and i'm i'm i'm, I'm chat gpt or whatsoever it's helping me a lot with respect to my work before i used to you know if i'm if i'm stuck on something hey how do i solve this particular formula or how do i quickly write a logic for for this particular code 
I used to Google, okay, there's Stack Overflow and okay, I used to break my head, but right now ChatGPT doesn't give me the exact answers, like not, not, not exactly ChatGPT or some other language model. It doesn't give me the exact answer or probably I'm pretty much weak in prompt engineering. They call a new term called prompt engineering, just like Googling. You know, you need to be expert in what you ask. You know, you need to be, mm-hmm. uh, you need to know like various nuances or how do you, how do you ask a particular language model, but probably I'm not there, but but it gives me on those lines, which, you know, pretty much my human brain helps. Okay, you know what? Yeah, you know, and then I can pick it up from there. So it's it's helping me a lot. Uh, and I'm, yeah, yeah, that's for me. So, so far, it's a positive experience for you. Um, Sean, you know, have you have you gotten a chance to mess around with any of the, uh, the new uh, kind of GPT, chat GPT or anything like that? Um, a little bit. I don't have a ton of experience using it yet. Um, I know like Snapchat added it to like theirs, like you have your own like personal AI and like you can like ask it weird questions and it'll like just answer you. Like, like sometimes I like mess with it. Like I'll just like message it back. Like I'll message it a question and it'll respond back in like five seconds and I'll be like, whoa, whoa, you're, you're messaging me back too quickly. And it responds back. It's like, oh, sorry, I'll take a little bit more time next time. Like, it's just kind of funny, you know, how, like, I mean, you know, artificial intelligence, how intelligent it is, um, and, like, how it understands everything that you're saying. I I think, you know, in terms of, I think it's going to be a very useful tool for people who embrace it and people who know how to use it, um, mm-hmm. and especially for businesses, too. I think there's going to be somewhat of a revolution where ai might be able to help one person accomplish tasks much quicker to the point where instead of needing three people to do this set amount of work you may only need one or two people and with the help of ai and they're getting things done faster and they're accomplishing the same as what three people could do before ai was really you know heavily involved in the process um, so that's obviously good on the business side, but from the human, human side of things and like humanity side, I think, you know, that's a little scary because, you know, the whole, we'll get like, to the scary part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I think, you know, there's a lot of good things that have come out of it. I, like Bubinesh said, there's ways that it's been able to help people. And like, you know, if you want a quick answer to something, it's, it's so like, it's able to take questions like imperfect questions and get answers a lot better than just like Google is, for example. Cause, uh, Justin, I remember you were working on something for us, um, and you actually used it and it helped you out quite a bit, right? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up. But before I got to that, it's actually funny. We're talking about this because a couple of days ago, my parents were asking me what ChatGPT was and I, I FaceTimed them and I helped them download it and sign up for or not download it, uh, sign up for it and stuff and use it. And they, it was like, it was like a caveman discovering fire or something. They like couldn't believe what they were doing. <laughs> they, they were like, what is this? This is so crazy. And it was, we were just playing around with it. And I even learned something like learn new ways to use ChatGPT. My mom, I was watching my mom Google or uh, type in like, uh, explain uh, what a margin call is from a stock market, but explain it to me like I'm five years old. 
And then it, it, it gave back an answer, like uh, it's talking about like a toy store and like candy and stuff. And that's how it explained it. I thought that was hilarious. It's amazing. And I, I cannot wait to see how my parents like start using it more often. I think it's going to be amazing, especially for their work. My dad, uh, my dad's a doctor. I feel like there's a lot of uh, cool potential for him to use that in his office. But um, yeah, as far as the coding goes, it's that the one thing I've really liked about it too, is that it's been a great way to, to understand the code, not just get the code that uh, you need to do to do some sort of task, but to also just understand what you're, what you're using the code for, what it does. I've even, I've even gone through um, all the assignments I did back in grad school where I was using Python and stuff and concepts that I was struggling with. And I've entered that code into ChatGBT and it's given a really basic explanation that makes so much more sense. And it's, it's kind of crazy how much more it's helped me to understand things. And uh, yeah, I, I was even using it to, for the one thing that we were working on a couple of weeks ago. And it's, it's crazy. It, it saves so much time and makes more sense. It's amazing. Yeah, I think my first experience was I was actually with Justin. We were going to a fight and I think Raul had it on his phone and yeah. um, we were just messing with it. And um, we were just telling him to do all of these crazy different, uh, you know, essays. And I think Justin asked it to like do write a 500 word essay on why tacos are the best food out there. And like, I mean, it's just impressive. I think the speed of, of um, how quickly it gets things done is really impressive. And like Bhuvanesh said, this has been around since the 60s. It's just weird how like technology kind of goes, you know, like it's it's always been like in the 60s, 70s, we've had these technologies and even like virtual reality, like and AR, like AR has been around for forever. And I remember Nintendo having a VR headset like back in the day. And then, um, you know, it's now it's came back again and it's like improved. And that's what AI's, you know, AI's kind of came around in, in that same fashion. And now people are utilizing it, I mean, for everything. And like showing you what you said about businesses, every, like I'm like constantly reading business articles, but it's like, you need to figure out how to use AI for your business or you're going to be behind, you know, you're going to uh, let your competitors surpass you because, you know, AI is uh, being implemented, like you said, for, um, basically saving the company time, saving the company money. Um, I was reading this article where it was like, um, how much more efficient is making companies and businesses. So, um, I mean, we're just really scratching the surface now what this thing is going to become. Imagine, you know, we're on what chat GPT four or five now, you know, imagine what seven and eight are going to be, but, um, you know, yeah, we are in four. it's my thing. So I can't imagine use. I can't imagine using it for school, but you know, like when you were doing like a research paper or something, or um, you know, not saying plagiarizing. Uh, we'll get to that when we're talking about the negative side of, of it. But you know, using it to look up things, and you know, you, you had people that used to have to go. You used, you used to have to go to the library to get you know your information, and then you you know look on a microfiche, and then you know check out a book, and then it became you go on Google. So like, imagine now, like with these kids are going to be, uh, you know, how they're going to be doing their assignments and getting all their, their, uh, stuff done. Like imagine like even in classes, like these kids, you know, a, a book report, you know, they'll just have chat GPT, just tell them everything they need to know about the book and give them maybe questions that the teacher might ask. I mean, it's, it's really wild what, um, what all you could do with this. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be fun to see what, uh, you know, how it changes people's lives, how it makes us more efficient. And um, even in the medical industry, like Justin was saying, I've seen that they're trying to integrate this to solve, you know, solve problems and help with surgeries and complex uh, issues with the body. So 
and med medicine as well. You know, this could be a, a solution for um, diseases, you know, just finding, finding cures and things like that. So it's just wild um, everything that this can do. But um, speaking on, on the good things, there's also with everything that's kind of powerful, anything that, you know, people are going to find a way to use it the wrong way. And, and um, you know, anything as, as powerful as this and, and as revolutionary as this, somebody's going to find a way to, uh, you know, to take this and like uh, do things that are harmful to other people, try to scam people. So, um, Justin, what do you think of like some of the negative th negative things about uh, ChatGPT? Like, what are the things that you you know maybe frighten you about its usage in the future? I mean, definitely the plagiarism one is a big one. I don't know if you guys saw the story recently about the <laughs> the the class of students and some I forgot which college it was, but like half the class. Uh, ChatGBT was, or the professor asked ChatGBT if the, if the student plagiarized their essay, and ChatGBT said yes to everyone. So it's so that <laughs> professor failed like half the class. So either either I can't remember what the exact circumstances were, but it's either half the class actually did use ChatGBT and uh, they they were plagiarizing. Or ChatGPT was or there was some sort of incorrect. It was giving an incorrect answer, and those kids didn't actually uh, plagiarize. Either way, it's that's not necessarily a good situation to be in. But yeah, the, I think as far as like an academic situation, I feel like that's kind of the the scary thing, and uh, I feel like it's gonna force schools to go back to like typewriters and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, there was a, uh, I think I sent it to, I think I sent it to you, Sean, right? It was a, an assignment where the student, um, I mean, they just completely plagiarized the thing. It was a written, like they, I guess they rewrote everything, but on the top of it, it says, it said something like, I am just a, um, a chat bot or something like that, that you can't, you know, utilize me for all the right answers. So, so it, you know, instead of the kid, like actually having their name and stuff up there, it had like I think something about Chat GPT and some disclaimer or something. They didn't even you know they plagiarized so bad they didn't even take off the the the, the verbiage from Chat GPT. So um, yeah, just <laughs> and yeah, I mean jumping in on that, I think something that's crazy that I found out from my friend is like you know like okay let's say like a whole class right has a prompt to write an essay, and the prompt is like oh what are the three themes of this book or whatever and like everyone puts that into chat gpt and like theoretically it might not always give you the same answer maybe it gives you different ones but then one of my buddies said you can even go to chat gpt and say hey write me a different answer like after yeah. you've already asked it the question and it'll give you a completely differently worded thing as if it's like a like so you could write two completely different essays using chat gpt and like, so it's theoretically like it should be so difficult. I mean, what Justin said is actually interesting about the teacher asking it to recognize whether it was used by ChatGPT or not. Um, mm -hmm. That that could be a useful tool for teachers to use if it's accurate enough. Um, but that's something that kind of like scared me. I was like, damn, like there's you know like you can just like for another if you're willing to put an extra ten seconds it'll write you a completely different essay that shouldn't be what near what anyone else wrote, you know, like it's just like wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about you, you Bhuvanesh? Yeah, pretty much on the same lines. Like, uh, it concerns me a bit because like, you know, uh, 
so we have been looking for quick answers you know i mean to to some extent yeah it's it, it's making us more efficient but uh to some extent i feel like uh probably no you know uh, i i'll make my way there so say for example i'm searching for uh, x and you know in this process of searching for x i i find a b c and d you know probably i might not be useful it might not be useful there but okay i somewhere or other i learn few things but using this to some extent i feel like you know i'm directing it directly gets me there so it pretty much shuts few windows for my human brain to explore mm-hmm. uh that is really concerning say say uh before i used to you know uh search for a particular error which i used to you know have it in my work or like pretty much in uh extropian but i used to you know learn like the inside out of it okay okay why is this happening and stuff like that but right now when i go to uh, chat gpt or any other language model and then it gives me the solution there probably it restricts me to think too much that's something which is concerning uh i think mm-hmm. it's pretty much it's pretty much you know each individual point of view you know okay okay it's giving me the answer i'm done with this okay what's next that, that is one way of approaching and two okay why don't we get to the under under the hood and try to understand what exactly is this and you know and why don't we solve it ourselves so yeah there's like both you know both side of the coin what do you guys think yeah, like uh, you guys always want like ready solutions or well that i think you pointed something out it's like you know the education levels dropping here already exactly um, and you know we're you know society overall is just not as you know into you know reading we're not as into like mathematics and all of the the sciences anymore so you know our kids going to be really truly learning now you know what i mean like the the system is getting smarter while humanity's you know declining which is a scary thought you know what i mean cuz this these things are built the more parameters they keep putting into it the more you know intelligent it's going to become Mm-hmm. um and then like if we don't you know if the workforce isn't be, being truly educated um then these things that's when the ai you know is going to replace people and jobs are going to be lost because the workforce isn't going to be educated enough and this thing is only going to get more and more intelligent and produce the correct answer every time um to the problems that the company has or whatever so you know i yeah. think you pointed out like something that could actually happen there And I think to uh adding on to that, you know, I think really what it's going to come down to is the human side of it, right? The humans that are using the AR, are they using it for good? Like are they using it to help them along the way to get to answers that may have just been comp- like hard to find or like, you know, just like making life more efficient or are they using it as a shortcut because they don't want to actually you know go through the process of learning to to get the correct answer that's where i think you're going to see the biggest differentiator is if you're doing the first option then good you're going to be more efficient and learn and become better at whatever you're trying to do if you're using it as a shortcut then it's hurting you and it's hurting society it's hurting you know it's a negative it's a big negative yeah there there was another thing i just it had just popped up on my phone before we were um coming on i think it was an open ai ceo um testified in front of the senate uh yeah. about how it, it could be used for you know how 
AI and these systems are going to be used to uh, spread disinformation um, and election, you know, elections and um, how it's going to interfere in elections. Imagine like, you know, we had different interferences in like all of our, our, our elections. Just, you know, imagine now what it's going to do, you know, on both sides, you know, both sides can utilize AI to, to spread, uh, you know, misinformation. You know, I mean, you can the scary thing is too is like the voice um ai as well like um you know you can put you, anything political foes have them saying something they never said you know what i mean yeah um, deep, deep fake and, mm -hmm. yeah yes and then also too like images placing people you know like setups you know we always hear these government conspiracies and things like that they could play sean at at this at the store and say he was the guy that you know robbed the store or whatever and have <laughs> it his wasn't image, there you know? it wasn't me it wasn't me <laughs> we got a picture of you there yeah how do you prove it <laughs> um yeah and i mean touching on that too um i think i was telling ricky and justin the other day there was i saw an article about a like female influencer who used ai to create like an ai profile of herself that was messaging people and people were paying money per minute of messaging this ai that like had used previous videos and conversations from her to like basically mimic her you know like her talking and her voice and her like image and everything like that and then like to me that's another issue that i think on the negative side you know that's scary i don't want to be talking to a robot you know like well I, yeah, go ahead, Ricky. <laughs> no, we, we talked about this. We had a long conversation when we were in Atlanta about this, about like dating, you know what I mean? I, I've never done the online dating thing, but I can imagine how people would do use it. Um, you know, maybe you're not comfortable talking to, uh, you know, a man or a woman or whatever, and um, use ChatGPT to, to have your conversation, you know what I mean? So we're, we're already kind of in this world now where we're not communicating with each other the way we used to, you know, there's... I think that's why there's such a, you know, rise of, uh, you know, a lot of things that are happening, the negative things that happen now in society now, because we, we don't communicate the way, we used to, the way we used to. Everything's done virtually, you know, everything, we're t we type things and now we're going to be using, you know, potentially chat GPT. So imagine like, you know, you're, you're dating somebody and, and you, you know, you're meeting them and you're all the, the whole conversation, you're, you're actually talking to a bot. You're, you're talking to, you know, an AI, AI system rather than an actual person. So you know, people, people may be having a relationship and not even know it. You may be getting catfished by, uh, by AI, you know what I mean? Like meet the person, like the conversation just isn't the same. So people out there might be having relationships with AI and not even know it. It reminds me of that movie, Her with Joaquin Phoenix. It came out like, yes, I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that. You, you know, what's crazy though, Sean, about what you said about the conversations is I, I was looking up this company. It's called Replica. And I think the founder of it, she, her, one of her, her best friend died, I think. And she built an AI system that basically took all of their old uh, text messages and she could literally have conversations with her dead friend about, you know, current events and things like that. So cool. she, she did that. It was just like a side project and she put it out there and people were using it. So people were using it and like talking to like, just some people are using it to talk to people that died, family members, friends, um, have conversations with them. It has, it was like, a, it had an avatar as well. So um, people could have like an online, like AI 
girlfriend or boyfriend and, and actually chat with them. And um, it, she said it gave a lot of people comfort, you know, gave people that didn't really have somebody in their life comfort. They had somebody to talk to. Um, and then the people that lost family members, friends, whatever, uh, loved ones, they felt like they were still talking to their old, uh, you know, old family member, friend or whatever, because the conversations were just like the conversations they would literally have with them when they were alive. So that they, I think they have over one, one to two million users on that platform right now. And I can't even imagine that, like, you know, your grandparents, whoever, you know, that's passed and, and you're literally having conversations with them about what's happening today. And um, that's wild. I could that's see why cool. people like that. But to me, that's spooky. I don't. It's creepy, yeah. right? Like the I don't want to talk to dead people. It's like <laughs> talking to a ghost. Um, <laughs> so it was funny as well, because when I was looking that up, I, I just went down the rabbit hole of AI and... um. 1966 i saw like there was it was kind of a very basic um system it was uh created and there's an effect that they call the eliza effect because that was the name of this this chat bot in 1966 and it was very basic it would just be like it basically if you asked it something it would answer with a question but the physicist and the like the psychologist that was monitoring it was like people were getting emotionally attached to the system. And it was like simple answers. Like it wasn't like what obviously what ChatGPT and OpenAI and all these companies do. But people, so the Eliza effect is essentially like you feel an attachment to, even though you know it's not real, there's an actual attachment and you feel like the system actually has feelings and emotions and you show feelings and emotions towards it because it feels like it understands you and like it's, sympathetic to you so that's you know he was back then in 1966 when they like did this they were worried like okay this is a little scary the what the potential that this has so i'm wondering if that's why you know ai kind of took a step back for a couple of years and now it's it's kind of back on track again because imagine 1966 if they would have continued on that path like we would already be using you know i don't even know where we would be because look where we are now and how quickly it's evolving yeah. So, Another side I was thinking about is like, how do you feel like uh, AI is replacing jobs over the next like ten years, twenty years or so? I mean, I see yeah. it happening. I mean, like, if companies are going overseas or going to different countries to, um, you know, cut costs, like, why not use an AI system to cut costs and reduce your your overhead, reduce your staff, like? It's sad to say, but I, I see that happening. Like you know, every business is in the in the business of profitability, and if it's if it's profitable, why would you not use it? Yeah, I was I, I was about to discuss about that, like the industries which got literally disrupted by this, you know, yeah. uh, GPT and like bar. Like if you see, uh, sorry to interrupt, Sean. Like because no, like no. you know, as soon as these announcements were there. There were a lot of use cases which got spin, spun around, like you know, law law based industries, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, law is you know something which you have everything in textual format or at least you know in in in, in written format. So there were like pretty much a lot of use cases. So one which I could imagine is like you have a virtual uh, you know attorneys where they could the system could provide like more 
you know more accurate details of uh, you know questions for for the for the clients and and um, so also like with respect to you know comparing models i feel like you know google's bard which is basically parm based uh, model was more accurate with respect to chat gpt in terms of uh, you know law because i feel like chat gpt is or like gpt is more of uh, it's 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 yeah it's it's good it's it's but not accurate as uh, but this is my opinion but if you guys tried both like you know let us let us know like which which do you feel is more accurate or more so i feel chat gpt is more conversational it keeps you engaged you know it gives you like more creative answers a bard is more accurate you know it gives like more accurate details yeah i don't remember what else you, you were talking about the jobs you were talking about the jobs yeah um you know as far as jobs i think when when that becomes a factor um i think there's going to be some industries that are not immune to to ai influencing it but like you know like as much ai as you have is never going to be able to fix a like light bulb right like someone needs to come to your house and fix a light bulb like ai can't come and change a light bulb so yeah um but but it still can call like it can sense if the it light can bulb yeah you know it can potentially make it so that the you know the electrician doesn't need to have an assistant anymore it has a yeah. you know maybe ai support thing that schedules appointments for them or something like that so you know, I think there's a lot of things that they, that that could affect positively and negatively, depending mm -hmm. on you know what side of the coin you are on. Um, but I think that's a great point, Bhuvanesh. With law, I never even thought of that. Yeah. You know, like because I've watched a bunch of you know TV shows about like lawyers and stuff like that, and like so much of it is you know looking back at old cases and trying to yes. find some precedent, some loophole, some reason why your client should or should not be, you know, um, like charged with whatever they're accused of. So like that, that makes a lot of sense for somewhere where ChatGPT or like AI in general would be used. You might be able to represent yourself. You know, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, they can't afford an attorney. Maybe they're imprisoned and, you know, um, you use ChatGPT to, to help you out with your case, but. Yeah, I was checking Bard when I was filing IRS this time, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, is there any possibility I could get more? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's it's very helpful. Do you see this replacing, because obviously Google has Bard, but I know there's the, you know, because ChatGPT, I think Microsoft invested $10 billion in them. Um, do you see one winning out over the other, or do you think this is something where it's just going to be other companies that are just going to keep rising up? Because... Google, you know, I think Google was really spooked and, you know, that's what made them, you know, you know, start investing in, in, in more into AI. Cause I think, uh, I think chat GPT already, Microsoft had invested in them early and, you know, the, the Bing, I think Bing was Bing lost out big time to Google. Obviously nobody ever uses Bing, but, you know, chat GPT kind of gave Microsoft a new, like new, uh, life again. And now, you know, Google's like, uh, we can't have that. We gotta uh, keep our place in the um, search engine optimization. We need to to be number one. So, do you think which? Do you think one's gonna beat the other out, or is it just gonna be? 
so that's a really subjective question and my comments are like more i mean okay i'm not uh, you know uh, inclined towards google nor against microsoft but i do see like you know microsoft did like shake a little bit of google uh, mm-hmm. google had their reality check but but one thing like you know we cannot underestimate google so what i what i think or like what i feel you know before all these uh uh you know the whole wave of uh, gpt and stuff like that google pretty much predicted you know ai is going to be there and i feel like the main reason they did not do all these you know they did not want to reinvent their search because of their revenue towards adsense so if if you google something mm. that pretty much you have like first five or six uh so you know first six pretty much regarding to the adsense which is their main revenue so Mm-hmm. So yeah, Google has like a lot of other businesses as well. Like they they are into cloud, they are into uh, you know uh, app operating system, mobile OS, and stuff like that. But predominantly, if you see Google's revenue, it's more of like AdSense. I may be wrong, but uh, we had like my and my friend had this discussion long back. So what you know like this is like three years back. Hey, what if Google you know reinvents their search and they give like you know direct answers? You know, there's like a lot of you know a lot of uh, not direct answers being given or like they they i feel like okay they do this wantedly you know they want you to you know uh, they Stay they want searching. yeah yeah they're still searching and they they give like first six preferences to their ads and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i think google wantedly because they have a lot of data compared to what uh, microsoft had and you know they have like pretty pers- like big market share in search engines like i think somewhere around 80 or 85 and you cannot put all the way from 85 to 0 you know uh with someone who knows what they're doing and you know someone with they highly backing on technology they they're reinventing things if you see so i'm i'm pretty sure you might have uh, you know know about this io google io they have been doing a lot of things but i'm not sure if everything has been in production like 3 years back they went on you know creating something for like a google assistant which can make a call and stuff like that after 3 or 4 years it, we have it live i think uh, people who use android uh, you know pretty much are aware of this but they they gave a demo 4 years back with what a can capable of doing it so my my answer would be yeah microsoft did pretty much you know shake a shake a little bit of google but but i think microsoft plays it very you know safe so they they're trying to get that ai to their products mm-hmm. which is pretty much in their office so they're very strong in that like you know every like at least like most of the offices out there they use microsoft products and it, it's bundled up so when you give you know mm-hmm. when you give w- what you want within your office so it instead of me googling there okay see uh, okay i have a, i pretty much work on office tools excel word and if i'm working mm-hmm. on word i have question so unless and until i move out of this platform and unless and until you give me what i required in this platform there's no necessity for me to go to other platform right so i think sure. microsoft pretty much knows what they are they okay they they pretty much know okay you know what like i know i'm not going to win you over uh, search engines but what if i make people to stay in my apps itself you know why don't why why mm-hmm. should i not you know make you move them so so if you see like i think um, they are integrating uh, excel with python so that mm-hmm. way it's going to give lot of capability and word is getting more smart like word powerpoint presentation so they're trying to try the users within their products and then that way probably you know they could 
win over Google. But with respect to search engines, I think Google is very far ahead, you know. I think you pointed something out. Like, that would be incredible to, like, if you, you're working in Word or Excel and you never have to go out of out of the application to go and then search and then come back to it. If it's integrated into the, into the um, you know, whatever you're using, Excel or, or PowerPoint, whatever, like, imagine all of that stuff is just integrated. You never have to leave office all on that one screen. Yeah, that, that's how that's how he's you know planning to do it. Like if you see Google, Google mm -hmm. still has their own workspace, but they're trying they're trying very you know hard to get into that space. Like they're 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 providing most of the Google workspace for free at least. The cost is very less compared to Office, but Office you know mm -hmm. they have everything packaged. Like if you see uh, any company out there, like they have Power BI, which pretty much has all these reports built, and not just that alone. Like they have more core technical tools like SQL Server, you know, and then they have licensing for C Sharp and they, they, you know, so, so I think Microsoft pretty much. Okay. So they understand the strong area. Okay. You know what? We're not going to lose this. Okay. This is where we, we are going to implement. And they slowly try to bring other AI capabilities into this. So instead of going there, you know, instead of me competing in my weak area, why don't I, you know, compete myself in the strong area? I think this is the strategy. That's a smart thing. Just uh, enhance what you're best at, like what your bread and butter is. Don't go outside of it. Yeah. Um, Sean, you were going to say something? Um, no, I mean, just kind of, you know, adding on to what Boobinesh was going to say or what Boobinesh was saying, you know, I think um, like, you know, that it's become a, a legitimate phrase that people say, like, if you don't know something like, oh, just Google it, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's not even like, oh, look it up. It's like, oh, Google, like, Google is such a a huge majority of search engines right now. Like that's just what people think of when they think of a search engine. Like they don't even think of Bing or I don't even know what the other ones are. Yahoo might have one, something like that. Um, it was like Nets, was Nets, it? Netscape back in the day. Yeah, um, like yeah, all of those are. You say what, Justin? Ask, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Jeeves. You guys forgot Firefox, Mozilla. Fire, Mozilla, Firefox, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, but like nowadays, you someone know, someone got crushed. Um, everyone's just, you know, oh, Google it. And I think even now, like Google too is, you know, with Google Docs, Google Sheets, you know, that's becoming a bigger thing. And they, they are pushing Microsoft a little bit with that, where, you know, instead of using Excel, instead of using Word, like, I find myself using Google Docs and Google Sheets more often. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I think they both kind of have their own benefits and and uh, downsides. But I think that that's kind of become a bigger thing too. So I definitely think that you know both companies, if they can find ways to incorporate AI, it's definitely going to be beneficial. What do you? Okay, so going, you know, we kind of talked about the past. We talked about you know, the present, what do you see as being the future of this? Is there any, any thoughts on where this can go, Justin? I was actually thinking while Sean was talking, I was trying to think about what job AI could not replace. I don't know if this, this is going to answer your question, but I was just trying to think of different jobs. And the one that like, I thought of like, like president, do you think like president, like they could ever replace a, a human president of a country? I thought that was more funny. <laughs> I, I would say it could, it could. So, so I remember like reading an article where they made, you know, 
I think a, a language model as CEO for two days or two or one days, and it, it did pretty well. Uh, <laughs> you also, yeah, and then yeah, and they see they saw like you know some kind of decisions which it made had good. Uh, it was pretty much profitable. I think it it could pretty much replace a uh, president, but you know, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think from policy standpoint, it potentially could, but there's there's the human yeah. emotional side of it that. It, I don't think it could ever replace. So like, imagine like you, if you, you know, the solution is bombing a country, you know what I mean? And you're going to kill oh, yeah. millions of kids. It's, yeah. The system isn't going to care. It's going to be like, let's bomb them because that's going to be the, the, the solution, the best solution. So, you know, obviously like the political, like the policy side and figuring certain things out, like, um, you know, like, especially like financial, like even the debt, like our debt ceiling issues now maybe using it for something like that but um not dog in the background um but yeah the emotional side just isn't there so rational emotional decisions that you know not we really wanted to be in charge of that kind of like There's... that quote from jurassic park it's like we spend so much time trying to figure out if we could we forgot to see if we should <laughs> so should do it <laughs> yeah yeah the uh show i was watching i learned a little bit about a theory called the greater good theory and i feel like that's something that could be you know an issue with ai is right like let's say ai thinks that the greater good right is killing five people over the chance of 500 people dying like ai mm -hmm. is going to say oh that's a no-brainer you know statistically it makes sense for those five people and it's like you're still talking about killing people or something like you know it's like there's yeah. there's got to be you know like I think at the very least, if you're going to have AI in some sort of position of power, there's got to be checks and balances to it where you're having someone monitor it and make sure that none of the decisions are, you know, being made without considering the emotional side of it. Yeah. So yeah. I was about to life and that. death situation, life and death situations, I wouldn't let AI um, be in charge. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that. So if you see like all these, you know, big giants, right? Like, uh, Google, uh, OpenAI, and all these people—they are actually working on the next next particular process of this language models, which is basically, you know, emotional balance and how do we how do we train these language models to be to produce like unbiased results? Like pretty much right now, whatever um, most of the results are good, but like there are few results like you know which are pretty much biased. Like if you see, I remember like there was. Okay, not just for textual format. There, there are like other you know models which 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 can generate images like Wally -E and sorry mm -hmm. Dali and and stuff like that. So they 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 were like few prompts like trying to generate, um you know a few a few uh countries you know human countries uh ethnicity people and then it came up with some some biased you know uh, images and then probably you know mm -hmm. these kind of but I think like it's going to be a very difficult problem to solve. You know, we need to who who lays those foundation, who lays those uh, whose constitutions. Like, okay, how do I say this is correct, and how do I say this is not correct? Is something which is really subjective, and it's highly argumentative. But I think I remember seeing one of the interviews of uh, Google CEO, and he was saying, "Yeah, we are trying to solve that. None of them have tried solving it, but it's going to be highly argumentative, and it's going to be the most difficult part." in you know uh yeah solving it mm -hmm. yeah that's the thing i saw like i was i was 
looking at is um, there's so much like bad rhetoric online and there's things like picking up everything online. So there's already like miss, you know, like lies on the internet, you know what I mean? About every and anything, conspiracies about everything, yeah. um, you know, racism, sexism, you know, uh, all type of things. Um, so imagine like this system picking all of that up and, and taking it and running with it. And that's the, that's the, 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 um, the downside of it is, I mean, if it's, stupid people put stupid stuff on the internet and this thing is is picking that up so that's that's i think the downside of it is there's just so much information out there it's taking crap it's taking good things it's taking um some bad things and and just blending it taking it in a blender and then spitting it out um but as far as the future like i know one thing that somebody's going to try and do is try and put this into some type of a a robot, some type of make it sentient, make it, you know, the emotion, make it have some type of emotion. And I think about, you know, you mentioned the movie, what was it, Her with um, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. I think of Ex, Ex Machina. Remember that movie? Did you ever yeah. see that? With Oscar Isaac? I where, uh, I can't remember. It was where basically, it's a good movie. Just check it out if you guys ever want to see it. It was, it was a little creepy. Because it had like it was a it was an AI system, um, it had feelings, it had emotions, it learned, and it had skin, and it was it was a robot essentially, but it had ability, it had like a skin that it could put out that made it look made it look human. I forget who the actress was, beautiful, beautiful woman. So the guy ended up falling in love with it. He knew it was a machine. Um, she ended up learning about him. She ended up manipulating him. And he tried to like, I guess, lock her away and destroy her at the end because he realized she was starting to become evil. And she escaped out into the world, left him and locked him up. Um, she manipulated him and, and uh, you know, took advantage of his emotions because he was falling in love with her. But that's, you know, that's where I'm fearful of something like that going is. That's the future. Um, <laughs> that, that might be the future. That's the scary part. Um, yeah. That's going to be dating. Any now. other thoughts? Any other? Huh? That's gonna what, what dating apps are gonna be like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can generate pictures like images of people that didn't even exist. Like, that's you could have a whole yeah. online dating. Yeah, you could have a whole online dating experience with somebody that doesn't even exist, but they're just a, a image that was generated, and probably you know they could keep generating different images of them in different places, um, and you're actually talking to them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Scary. Any other thoughts on uh, the future of this, or uh, Sean? Any anything from you? No, all good on my end. So future, awesome. like I, f I feel optimistic about it. I mean, uh, to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, so there are there were okay. There has always been, you know, um, like pros and cons for any any revolutionary things which I think human invented. You know, starting from mm -hmm. wheels, starting from uh, aeroplanes, starting from ships. You know, but I feel like it's it's that that that's something which is going to push us a step forward and probably mm -hmm. explore more. Uh, so I feel like pretty optimistic. So you know, with fingers crossed, you know, we we pretty much as humans, you know, have some kind of boundaries which we I think at least we are emotionally connected and we know okay we need to do this or we need not do this, but. Because we we pretty much regret like for whatever we did and you know with respect to nuke or at least 
most part of the humans right so so i feel like pre- we are pretty I'm, i'm pretty much optimistic about it and we are evolving a lot if you if you see like you know over the last 10000 years and within 200 years what had happened you know there has been a enormous growth like enormous uh, stuff which is happening compared to last 10000 years or so so mm. this is going to pretty much push us in a zone where we are going to explore more that's what i feel you know it's going to open up something new probably we don't know at this point of time i think quantum computing is coming coming up and uh, who knows like ai and com- quantum computing would pretty much uh, we don't know something like that existed we will pro- probably you know know about that so yeah i'm i'm pretty much optimistic and i'm fingers crossed i'm hoping you know we are going to explore more the the hope for me is that we you know we fear everybody fears what they don't know and a lot of people don't know ai's capabilities and where it can go so hopefully it's just you know a, a, an irrational fear because we don't know what it, it is and what it what it can become but my fear though is other countries that kind of don't have um don't put boundaries in place there yeah bent on destruction and bent on becoming the top you know grossing country in the world or anything like that that would use it and you know same thing with like genetic gene hacking and um you know you know cloning and things like that we you know there's certain countries that say yeah we're not doing that there's other countries that I'm sure have been experimenting and probably cloning all type of things um it could be the same with this that's the, the kind of the fear Yeah, but with that being said, you know, we wanted to wrap up and um any final words from everybody? We good? So hopefully, you know, uh hopefully we'll be around for the next 30 years. AI hasn't killed us all or anything, but um <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you guys for tuning in, you know. Um always uh want to tell Ubinesh that we appreciate you hopping on. Um hopefully we can bring you on for more sure. episodes. I know the know the audience is going to going to take a liking to you. They'll probably be asking for Ubinesh in future episodes. And yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. You know, like, comment and subscribe and and uh comment if you guys have any thoughts on on AI and its future. You know, leave some comments in in the uh comment section. Uh, we appreciate you guys and uh with that we want to say we are out and see you guys next week.